But uh, on the streets, I just want to share one testimony that really hit me. It was something I hadn't seen before, where uh, uh, I was preaching to a guy, and he was a Muslim. And, uh, man, I was preaching to him, and I was with my partner. And when I was preaching to him, uh, he kept bringing up a bunch of stuff. And I was like, all right, all right. And then I left him with a question is, where would he be if he died today? And I said, according to Allah, man, you don't know, bro. It's like you got to make sure you do more bad. You got to make sure you do more good than bad. And I told him, with Jesus, you're covered by the blood of Christ. And uh, I had to leave after that. And the next day, my partner saw him. And he was one of the guys that was selling, like, shirts that said, go Mardi Gras, go this, whatever. It was a lot of profanity on a shirt. And my my uh, he saw my friend, and he walked away from that. He's like, man, I've been thinking, bro. I sat on what you said, and I reflected, and I, when I woke up, I realized, man, I wanted Jesus. So right there, then he gave his life to Christ, and dude, he, pa- he basically folded that shirt that he had in his hand and walked away from the guy. So, man, it's like glory to God, dude. You know, God saves, so it's really awesome. God is so good, man. And I heard other stories like you got to really pull aside some of the SUM students and listen Bro, to the crazy stuff that was happening. I mean, so many testimonies. That was powerful, bro. But right now, real quick, I want to, uh, tonight, we got our brother Steve. Where's Steve at? Our brother Steve is going to give it a word. So, Steve, come up. Steve is going to give to you guys a powerful word. Amen. How many of you guys are excited? That's what's up. Here you are, bro. Elevate. Yes, man. Uh, We could just bow our heads and pray real fast. You guys ready? Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for this time, God. We thank you for who you are, God. And I pray that today, God, you would be real clear today, God. Lord Almighty, I pray, God, that you would use me, Lord God, to preach your word, God, and to speak exactly what you would have me to speak the way you would have me to speak it, God. And I pray that you would open up hearts, Lord God, in this place, God, that they will not leave tonight without a clear understanding, Lord God, of where they are going, whether heaven or hell, God that they would know, Lord God, that you love them and you love them enough to tell them the truth, God. Have your way in this place. And everybody says, amen. amen. All righty, man. We are in a series, as you guys see up here um, on the uh, karaoke board and, and on the TV behind you guys in a series called His Great Love, right? How many been enjoying this series, right? This series, we, amen, amen, give it up for Jesus, right? So the thing is, yes, yes, man. Um, you guys don't have to be shy. I mean, you guys can clap for Jesus, too, man, all right? It's okay. You guys want to do that again? Let's try it again. Give it up for Jesus. Woo! That's what I'm talking about, man. Yes, man. So uh, we, have, we have came into this year uh, with this series. It was from last year, and we came straight into the year with it. And I kid you not, it has really, really impacted my life, you know? For me personally, man, this, this whole year I'm actually taking just to really allow God to love me for me. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying for me in a sense of, man, God, you got to love me, you know, while I'm sinning, God. You got to love me while I'm, you know, using your name in vain, God. You got to love me while, you know, I'm putting other gods before you. I'm not talking about that kind of love, right? Because how many know that is bootleg love, right? I cannot just tell my wife, baby, keep loving me as I go out, right, with the side chick, right? I cannot tell her keep loving me while I have another bae on Facebook, right? I can't do that. How many knows I will not be here preaching, right? I would not be alive. She would kill me, you know what I mean? But nonetheless, praise God, I'm here, and I am not doing that, right? So the thing is, though, this thing called love is so personal, right? 
even to say it, you know what I mean, like love, like you automatically know something's about to happen, right? When they start talking about love, automatics, you know, we go back to like movies and different things, right? Twilight and all this other stuff and things that we define or, or so we define as love, right? But what is love, right? We've been defining that through this series or whatever, and it's been going on, and it's been awesome. And for me personally, again, I say, man, this whole year, I'm just allowing God to love me. And what I mean by that is that I'm, a, I'm, I'm accepting his love the way that God wants to love me, not the way that I want God to love me, right, or not, not the way that I want God to be a God in my life, but the way God wants to do it. And how many know that God loves us in a way that we would never understand, right? I mean, we can be in a sinful state. I got saved when I was in prison, right? Inside of a jail cell, facing 6 to 30, right? And they added some more years to that or whatever because I had a gun case before that that I violated probation on, right, with attempted murder, right? And then after that, they wanted to give me 40 years. That was the offer, 40 years, 85% of the time, right? I would have still been in jail today. I would have not been married, kids, nothing, right? But God loved me the way he loved me, right? And he stepped into this jail cell, and he said, I love you, right? And from that day on, man, we've been in a relationship, and it's been awesome, right? Give it up for Jesus, amen? But today, I want to talk to you guys about, let me get this little smartphone. Pray for me throughout this sermon, right? Because sometimes smartphones become stupid phones, and they tend to act wacky, right? But if you guys can open up your Bibles to James chapter 2, and we're going to be reading a few scriptures out of there, starting with verse 18. Now, today I want to talk about, as far as his great love, is that his great love causes us to genuinely believe. Everybody say, believe. Right? This word, believe, right? I'm a gang minister as well, right? We go every Thursday evenings on the streets of Chicago, right, Chicago Avenue, and all through the neighborhoods looking for game bangers to preach the gospel to, right? And last night, just like any other night, when we're dealing with game bangers, right, smoking weed, doing their thing, right, you know what I mean? They're doing what game bangers do, right? They're doing what sinners do, right? We all been there, done that. Some of us are still doing that, right? But last night, right, we're out there. It's about a good 1030, almost 11 o'clock, preaching the gospel, right, on the corner of Chicago Avenue and Laverne. How many know what I'm talking about? How many know they need Jesus, right? So as we're out there preaching or whatever, right, nine out of ten people that we meet all say they believe in Jesus Christ, right? On top of that, nine out of ten of them, while smoking the blunt, right, and looking at me, right, High as a kite, right? Thinking that they're high off that most high, but they're not really high off the most high that I know, right? So they're high as a kite, and they're still saying, I believe, and yes, I am going to heaven, right? See, for many of us here, right, I know that Jesus freaks inside a room that I know personally, my friends, right, brothers and sisters in Christ, right, they'd be like, man, how can they say that, right? Like, once I said that, Sadia was like, oh, my goodness, I'm throwing this chair, that's it, it's over. Uh, she wants us to send it up, right? No, it's not like that, right? But the reality is, right, is that the majority of us in this room that are living in sin believe the same thing. We believe, right, that word believe. We believe because we believe in Jesus that no matter what we do, Jesus loves us, right? And because we believe, that, then we think that we are going to heaven. We even believe that to such a degree that we actually believe in that statement more than we actually believe in God. 
So it's not that we're having faith or belief in God. We're really just having faith and belief in faith and belief. Because the reality is, the truth of the matter is, that Jesus Christ's belief and what he calls us to believe, that real belief, is not even like that. It's nowhere even near that. But yet today, if I did a poll and started from this corner to this corner, right, and many of us will probably be in sexual relations that we're not supposed to be in. Many of us will probably be watching pornography, right? Smoking weed, having sex out of marriage, doing all these things, right? Breaking, if not all the Ten Commandments or whatever, and still would say, I believe and I'm going to heaven. And we would say that with a straight face and a blunt in our hand. And I know you guys think I'm lying, but this is the truth. We have pictures, all right? So the thing is, what is belief? And that's what we want to talk about tonight with his great love. See, when you meet Jesus Christ, right, face to face, when I met him in that cell, I wasn't there. I was, in, I was a gang chief on Division 11, Cook County, right? I had knives on me. You know what I mean? I was, I was in sin, in sin. But the moment Jesus Christ met me face to face inside that cell, I didn't see Ten Commandments. I didn't see all these other things or whatever. You know what I seen? I seen love. And it was because of his love that caused me and did something within me that caused belief to start sprouting out into actual actions. All right? It was that love that activated the belief that was inside of my heart of Jesus Christ that then produced fruits that I was able to show, not by the words that I'm saying, but by actions. You guys know the saying, right, when they say, oh, actions are louder than what? Come on, somebody, right? Actions are louder than words. In James, we're going to hear actions are louder than words. Here we go. James chapter 2, starting with verse 18, says, But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds. And I will show you my faith by my deeds. Deeds are actions. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. This word shudder means they quiver. They fear. It's the same kind of fear that if you were scared in the room and you thought that there was a demon in the room or the chupacabra or whatever and it was this babe coming through the window, that's another sermon, right? But you're there sitting there, right, and all of a sudden you feel this fear that comes upon you that makes the back of your hairs stand up. How many know what I'm talking about? Right? And all of a sudden, you're a kid, as in my age or whatever, it was Chucky, and I was so afraid of Chucky. I thought that my little sister's dolls were going to come alive and just kill everybody, right? So I thought that my blanket was like this force field. How many, th how many still think that, right? All you got to do is go under the blanket, close your eyes, everything's okay. They cannot touch you. It's, it's a blanket. It's a shield, right? So the thing is, you're under the blanket, but you're still feeling this fear, right? That your hair stand up, you start to shiver. That is the belief that the demons have. In Jesus, that they fear, they tremble, their hairs stand up, right? It makes their skin contract, right? So they have an awesome belief because there's times I believe and that does not happen to me, okay? I don't, I don't shiver, so I'm like, man, you know what I mean? So they believe that much, right? And what James is talking about here, right, let me go on. He says, show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds, right? 
It goes on, he says, you foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is dead? Right? It says faith without deeds in this verse. NIV verse says is useless. You see, but the thing is, though, the enemy has tricked us, right, with this false gospel that's going around in the world, going around through Facebook, that if you put like on that white dude that looks like Jesus, they say that you're going to heaven. I did my daily do. I put like on this picture. Hallelujah. They said not to pass it up. Thank God I didn't pass it up. Stupid over here, pass it up. He's going to hell. That's on him. I press like. I'm going to heaven. That is a lie. You're not going to heaven because you press like on this stupid picture. And Jesus is not white, right? He was a Jew. God have mercy. Right. So the thing is, what James is talking about is that faith without deeds is nothing. Your belief in God without obedience means absolutely nothing. So that means that all those sayings or whatever that we've been saying, I believe in God, so I'm going to heaven. Hey, as long as you believe you're going to heaven. Right. It is a lie. It's a lie from hell. Well, I would say, really, it's a half truth, but it's still a lie. Because the fact of the matter is, if you are not born again, Jesus wrote this, right? John 3, 3. Then the Bible says you will not go to heaven. Being born again means that you are new from the inside out. When he met me in that cell, I was born again. I didn't want a game bang no more. I didn't want to smoke weed no more. I didn't want to sell drugs. I didn't want to do none of this stuff no more. I wanted Jesus. And that is what happened. Three years later, obviously, I'm here, miracle, hallelujah. I'm here standing in front of you. He delivered me, amen? And still walking in obedience because that is what it's about. Am I saying keep Ten Commandments? No, I'm not talking about that. It's another sermon, but we will talk a little bit about that in this sermon. But the reality of the matter is, is that what kind of belief are you walking in? Do you have this fake belief? Because the reality is, you're saying that because I believe I'm going to heaven, but the Bible just said in James that demons believe. Are they going to heaven? Simple question. Anybody could answer that. No. Demons are not going to heaven. But yet the Bible just said they believe. And they believe stronger than many people in this room. And yet and still, that belief is not getting them to heaven. They will never make it to heaven. So then the question then becomes, what is the difference between your belief and a demon's belief? Think about that. There has to be a difference then, right? Because there's two kind of beliefs going on here. James was the half-brother of Jesus Christ. Yes, he was the half-brother of Jesus Christ. That means that Mary and Joseph were doing what? They were Netflixing and chilling, right? They were doing their thing, right? Whatever movies they had going on, whatever music, they listened to it. They had some other kids. Boom, out pops up James, and there he goes walking, right? Now, the thing about James is that James didn't really believe that his older brother, Jesus, right, was the son of God. He struggled with this issue, right? So something had to have happened as they're going up child, you know, growing up or whatever. Jesus at 12 years old, he went on ahead and ditched mama and daddy or whatever, stood in the synagogue, which is like a church, you can say, right? Uh, and conversating with the, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law about the things of God and scripture, right? 
So you can imagine after that, you know, James is born. He's looking at his son, you know, his brother Jesus, and he's probably saying, dude, you're stupid. You're not the son of God. You're my dumb brother or whatever. Bam, probably smacked him or whatever, you know what I mean? And they're having them brotherly quarrels, you know, him and Jesus. I can picture Jesus putting him in the headlock, right, tripping him, smacking some clay in his face, doing some real grimy stuff to him, right? Probably, you know what I mean, just, just making him just boom, dude, give him some wings or just giving him long hair. I mean, he could have did anything. He was Jesus, right? He could have turned this dude to a frog, like legit, bam, frog, boom, right? He was Jesus. But the thing is, there was a something going on there or whatever that obviously led to James becoming a believer in his older brother, Jesus. Because he even has a book in the Bible. And on top of that, he starts talking about things like this. Faith without deeds is dead. If I think anybody in the world knew something about faith in deeds, it was his brother James. Because James was with him. He was with Jesus. That was his brother. They were blood. They, had, they were family together. So if anybody else knew about some deeds with faith, it would be James. Because the whole time, James did not believe in Jesus. Until one day, right, when Jesus Christ, his older brother, was nailed to the cross, right, on Calvary. After being whipped and beaten and everything like that, and probably hearing the words that his older brother was saying, Father, Father, forgive them, for they not know what they do. And when he seen the love on the cross from his older brother, something must have happened to him. Right there and then, he was, faith, he was faced with love. And I'm not talking about Facebook love. I'm not talking about Twitter love or whatever. You know what I mean? All this other bootleg love or whatever. I'm talking about he was faith. He was faced with a person that is love. We're not, I'm not talking about he was love. I'm talking about Jesus is love. If you can think about love just for a second, right? You think, oh, well, that could be love. Oh, well, you know, man, I love those braids and stuff, right? I love those Jordans. If you can think about love, right, you will think about all these little material things, right? Keep it real, right? Oh, what Bay's gonna do on, you know, on, on Sunday is Valentine's Day. He better give me that bear. Or for somebody, he better give me that ring because that means that he loves me then, right? He better put a ring on it, whatever, right? But the reality is, Jesus is not those things. Jesus is love. He is love in a person, like, like legit. He is love, like pure love. And when you meet pure love, like James met pure love, something happened to him. He stopped ridiculing his older brother. Something happened to him because love went inside his heart. And when he seen love, obedience then came out. See, the whole time I pictured James and Jesus was going out to the wee, wee late years of their life. And like, look at this dude. Want to turn water into wine. Now he wants to front and stuff because he got all these little tricks. He want to make it rain and stuff, bread and fish and stuff and all type of things. Always thinking he's better than everybody else. Why you got to walk on water now? Seriously? You got to walk on water? Really? You know what I mean? Probably splash some or whatever, like, you know, boom, take some water, right? She was probably hating the whole time. Just hating on this man the whole time. Until he seen the one who is love. And after that, I could just picture this, right? This is just me picturing. I'm just trying to put a picture here, right? Picture this. After seeing the one who is love, the son of God, all that stuff, he was talking about Jesus, his older brother. And how much, man, I'll never serve you, dude. Are you crazy? You're just my older brother. Get up out. You know, get up out of here with that nonsense. But that day, something happened. And love went inside James' heart. And what responded out of real love came obedience. 
you know, came obedience to such a degree, I'm pretty sure it changed his life forever, that he wrote a book, named it after himself, and he said, faith without deeds is dead. See, the devil wants you to believe, right, that as long as you believe, you can do whatever you want in your life, and you'll still go to heaven. See, and many of us start off with a genuine belief and end up in a religious belief. And you guys don't believe me. If you go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 20, one of my favorite evangelism books, or I should say passages, right? Matthew 7, verse 21. If you're there, say amen. If you're not, get a smartphone, okay? This is what Jesus says. Everybody say what he said. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter in the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Look at this. Many will say to me on that day, that day he's talking about the day of judgment, the day where you're either going to heaven because your name is written in the book of life or you are going to hell. That's the day that it is too late. That is the day where there is no more chances. There is no more making it right. That is the day. That could be today. That could be tomorrow. That can be the moment you leave out of here and go back to the hood, whether it be Humboldt Park, Ohio Park, Logan Square, wherever you're going, Belmont, whatever it is, right? It can be today. It could be tomorrow. It can be this weekend where you have to stand in front of Jesus and you would, be, you would hear the words, enter in my good and faithful servant. Or you will hear angels coming and taking you straight to hell. And that is a reality. And look at the kind of people who went to hell. And you tell me if you've been doing this lately. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Prophesying can be in two ways. You could either be telling the future about some things, right, in Jesus' name. Or you could be preaching as I'm doing up here, right, and telling you guys what the Lord is saying according to his word, right? prophecy anybody been preaching lately right and in your name drive out demons anybody driving out demons mardi gras hallelujah right right anybody else over here driving out demons casting out demons right any exorcism people over here anywhere right these people were casting out demons and it says and performing many miracles Right? Somebody's leg broke, you lay hands, bam, the, the man's leg is good. He goes running off or whatever, doing his thing, whatever, doing miracles in Jesus' name. This is the people who Jesus is talking to. And then it goes on and says, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. You will say, whoa, hold on. These people were preaching. They were casting out demons. And they were doing miracles, and Jesus sent them to hell? Steve, what's going on here? What is Jesus saying, Steve? And I'll tell you what he's saying. These were the same people that had the belief, right? And saying, man, as long as I believe, I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm casting out demons. I'm prophets. I'm doing these little religious things or whatever. As long as I believe, I'm okay. See, but that Jesus, they had, Jesus had another word for them, though. They thought that they knew Jesus. They thought that their belief was good enough. But then after that, they didn't realize, hold on, does Jesus know me, though? And see, that is the operative word in this passage. In the end, he said, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. 
And what that is saying is relationship. See, if I sit here and say, man, my wife said, yeah, that's my husband right here, right? And I said, no, babe, I don't know you. What you talking about? She'd be like, boy, stop playing, right? She may get real serious, come up to the stage real fast, right? Throw the Bible at me and everything, right? Start ripping pages and stuff. Doing all this look, psycho, crazy stuff, right? Some of y'all psychos in this room right now, we can pray for you guys, all right? Stalking phones, Facebook, want passwords and stuff, craziness, right? But the thing is, though, right, if I end up saying that to her, I never knew you. We've been married or whatever for X amount of years or whatever, doing a thing, right, making some worship unto the Lord, right? We've been doing good things, right? But if I tell her something like that, automatically her mind is going to go to what happened to our relationship. Because that's what Jesus was talking about. That word new comes from the Greek word, right? That means intimacy, relationship, right? Some of y'all being intimate right now ain't supposed to be in sin, right? That's another sermon. So the whole thing is what Jesus was saying was that there was never no relationship. Your belief never went beyond what it was. Your belief was the only belief that you believe I can sit on this thing and it will not break. It's a belief we don't even think about. Many of you guys, how many new people in here? Raise your hand, it's okay, right? Get out. No, I'm just playing. No, but you guys came in here, right? And you sat down. Did you even think about if these chairs work? You didn't even think about that, right? You said, well, chair means sit down. I'm going to sit down. Bam, right? But what about if the chair broke? Bam. Next week, you'll be coming into church, right? If you did come back, you'll be checking every chair in this bad boy. I want to sit on a chair that actually works and that I can believe in, right? Your belief will real fast turn into some actions. It will turn into some deeds to the point where you would check every chair in this building, right? And the chair that were broken, you would probably throw them out or come to me or, or you know I me mean, or, or Pastor Adam and be like, this chair is broke. Yes, do something about this. I fell last week. Yes, handle that. And you'll be going from there. The, the, the purpose I'm telling you guys this for is because there's a genuine belief in that. The second part. But the first part was never a belief. You didn't even think about it. And many of us are walking around thinking that we believe in Jesus with that same kind of belief and thinking we're going to heaven. And we don't even think about that belief. We go around living and doing whatever we want to do. You know what I mean? Up, down, side to side, going to the clubs or whatever, banging, you know what I mean, the, the latest thing, Jesus, uh, what is that, uh, Kanye West, New City, or doing all this other stuff, right? Twerking it and doing all these other, other things without even a belief, without even a reminder that you claim to be a believer. And we walk around with the same belief that we have that if I, I'm not going to sit on this thing, but it may break for real, right? But on a chair, right, we don't even think about that belief. But yet we say we're going to heaven with that same belief. A belief that we don't even think twice about. And Jesus is saying, I'm not having that. That is not real belief. If we go into the Bible, right, and we talk about the rich young ruler, how many knows about the rich young ruler? Right? Amen? The rich young ruler, right? The context of it, right, because I can't just read this whole thing, right, it'll take too long, right? But the context of it is about, you know, we say it's about money, right? It's about money, man. This dude was just balling out of control on some Bill Gates stuff, and he said, God, well, hey, you know, I've been doing all these things for X amount of time, you know? And he asked Jesus, right, how do I inherit eternal life? And Jesus responds to him and he says, well, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not give false testimony. Honor your mother and your father. Think about what Jesus told him, right? 
told him about five commands right there. But see, these five commands had to do with people to people. Because the first commands, the first four commands, deal with people and God. Honor God. Do not put no God before him, right? Do not take his name in vain, right? And the first four commandments deal with our relationship with God, while the other six commandments deal with our relationship with people. And Jesus came at him and said, hey, and Jesus already knew what he was going to say. But he said, hey, you know, do not commit, you know, adultery. Do not uh, steal. Do not, you know, kill, murder, right? Don't bear a false witness. And, um, and he said, honor your mother and your father, right? And that's things that deal with people on people. Think about it. You know, don't be, don't be killing folks, right? Basic things. Don't be stealing, right? Don't be committing a, don't be looking at my wife. She's hot. Leave her alone. She's taken, right? Don't be doing these things people to people. And he said, his response was, hey, hey, God, I've, I've been doing that. Hey, I've been doing that since I was a kid. I, I'm, hey, I've been doing that stuff. And that's what he responds to Jesus. He said, all these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. And when he heard this, he became very sad because he was a man of great wealth. Yes, they're talking about money. But what about if there was another thing that God was trying to show us? What about if what God was really trying to say was, you did all these religious things, but one thing you failed to do was to give me everything. See, because genuine belief requires everything. It doesn't require, you know what I mean, all this people-to-people stuff, right? That's good. That's cool. You know, this religious thing. That's basic moral laws, right? Basic moral values. Don't do these things. Mama teaches that, you know, right when we growing up. Smacks you, whatever. Stop, stop lying or whatever. You know what I mean? But God responds to this man. And he says, now you, you still lack one thing. Go and sell everything and then come back and follow me. He thought he was following God the whole time, like keeping all these commandments or whatever, right? But the whole time he wasn't. He had this belief that only went surface deep but never went into his heart and dealt with his relationship between him and God. So some of us in here, A, right, lack real belief that we think we can do anything we want to do, right? B, the other part is we think if we're religious enough, we can then go to heaven. If I just set up camp in church, I'm bound to go to heaven. God got to see I'm sleeping in this bad boy now. I'm not just coming on Saturday. I set up shop. I got a hut in the corner. Like, that's just me right there. Anointed. That's right there. It's good. No. Because all it is is just religiosity. What God is saying, just like he told the rich young ruler, go sell everything and follow after me. What he was saying was, you need to lay down the very thing that you think identifies yourself. The very thing that you hold on dear, like your money or your possessions or your girlfriend that you know you're in sin with and all these other things, you need to lay down your identity and pick up my identity. The one you claim to believe in, the one you claim have you have identity in, pick me up and then come follow me. See, so the problem is, is that we have people inside this room who think that, hey, I believe in God, I'm going to heaven, and I can do whatever I want to do. And the Bible says you are going straight to hell. And then the second person thinks, as long as I'm religious, as long as I keep these commandments, I'm okay. 
And both of them are wrong. So what is right? What is right is found in John chapter 3, verse 16. A lot of us know that by heart. Some of us had us tatted on us and stuff. Whatever, right? You know what I mean? John 3.16. For God so loved the world. Come on, we all can say it. That he gave his only begotten son. Look at all the Bible college students, teacher students right here. Praise the Lord, right? That if we believe in him, right, we will not perish, but we will have everlasting life. The first part of this verse is love. We have to first recognize that God loved us so much, right? He loved us so much that my response in return to Jesus Christ is my ultimate belief in God. And not a belief or whatever that's superficial, that I say I believe in God and do whatever I want to do. Not a superficial faith that says, man, as long as I'm religious and I do my part or whatever between man and love my fellow man or whatever. And say, hey, God, deuces, I check mark, I did, you know, these little things. I went to church, I'm good. I'll holler at you next year, next Christmas, next Easter, whatever. No. The answer is found in his great love. That when you face the fact that God loves you. And that he loved the whole world. That he died for the world. That if you believe in him, you would have everlasting life. This word, this word believe means that you rely on Jesus. You no longer rely upon yourself or your religious deeds. You rely upon Jesus Christ. Your allegiance, your identity, who you are, what you are, all your decisions, your future, everything is in Jesus Christ. It's not in Facebook. It's not in Twitter. It's not in behind there or whatever other crazy things they got out there. Right? It's MySpace still around. It's not in that. Right? It's in none of these things. It's not in school. It's not in education. It's not in none of that stuff. It's found in Jesus Christ. And if you don't believe with that kind of belief, the Bible says you are not saved. Your belief is useless useless and see that is the reason why you still look over your shoulder if we all could stand this is the reason why you go to bed still wondering if you're ever going to heaven still wondering if I die today am I going to heaven? I hope so am I really saved? I hope so on the streets these people believe that they were going to heaven because somebody told them a lie Somebody told them that if they just believe, you're okay. But they forgot to tell them the rest of the story. That this true belief is dedication. It's dying to yourself and living for Jesus Christ. That is belief. That is love. And the only way to do that, the Bible says in 1 John 4, 19, we love because he first loved us. Face to facts, face to reality, that Jesus Christ loved the world, that he came to die for it, that whoever believes in him will not die and go to hell, but would have everlasting life. My question to you tonight is, what belief do you have? Is it genuine belief out of response of his great love? Or is it a, a belief that is a response from your own selfishness, from your own pride, 
by the way you want to do it. It's about my way. It's about my philosophy. Yeah, the Bible says this, but I believe in this. If the Bible is against what you believe, I'm sorry, you're a liar. And the truth is not in you. Because the Bible says, let God be the truth and let man be the lie. What belief do you have today? If you died today, if a bus came through this thing, right? God forbid. But if a CTA bus came through this thing, and knocked down these posts and the whole ceiling came down on us, right? It killed all the Logan Square people over there first, and then it began to kill everybody this way. Ohio Park, right? Everybody over here, and everybody died in this bad boy but Ellie, right? Because he's, you know, it's the man of God. Let's keep him alive, right? So he killed everybody in this bad boy, right? The question is, will you go to heaven or hell? That is the question to answer yourself today. Will you go to heaven or hell? What belief do you have? We could all bow our heads and close your eyes. If I get my leaders up here. It's a simple question, people. It's a serious question, though. Because this question will determine whether you're going to heaven or hell. This question will determine if you really know God. And if God really knows you. What belief do you stand on? Is your belief superficial? Is it religious? Is this superficial? Right? And you can do whatever you want to do and still think you're going to heaven. Or you can be religious and still go to heaven. The Bible says no. It's a relationship with the one who is love. Who is love. It is your choice. Father, in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you for who you are, God. We give you glory. We give you praise, God. And I pray you would touch every heart in this place, God. Lord, if they would answer that question for themselves, God. And if they don't have the right belief, God. Lord, that they would face the one who is love, you, God. And humble themselves and just ask, God, help my unbelief, God. Help me believe in you, God, the way you want me to believe. Help me to be sold out to you, God. Father, have your way in this place in the name of Jesus, God. And if you answer that question and you need Jesus and you want to make sure you're going to heaven, you want the one who is called love, these altars are open. I would say come. Come. Come to Jesus and let him deal with this question. Come to Jesus and let him take care of this issue. And don't walk another day thinking that you live forever. Let God have his way. Let God be glorified. These altars are open. If you need prayer, these leaders can pray for you. Men with men, girls with girls. If you don't know if you're going to heaven or hell, my advice to you, I beckon you, I plead with you. I beg you, come up here and get prayer. Come up here and deal with this question. Because if you are not on it, you don't believe in Jesus the way the Bible said, the Bible says you will go to hell. If you are a leader in this place and you're dealing with doubt, you're dealing with unbelief, come up here and let's pray together. Let's go together with Jesus and let's reason with Jesus. And ask him, just like the soldier asking, God, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. These altars are open. I encourage you guys.
let God let God deal with this issue. God have your way.
Lord. 